Today, our show is sponsored by Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you are among them, know that you're not alone and there is a solution you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol offers targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months of use. Nutrafol is physician-formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective doses so you get the most reliable results. And no matter your stage in life, they have a solution. Nutrafol women's formulation is ideal if you're experiencing thinning hair loss caused by stress, dieting, overstyling, or environmental toxins. Their other formula, Women's Balance, is for additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code SELFIE to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code SELFIE. Today's sponsor is EveryPlate. Initially, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, that they were kind of a splurge. But as it turns out, every plate is more affordable than groceries. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste, you know, like the bag of spinach that I throw out every single week. You can skip the store and let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. For me, in the summer, I'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking. Every plate helps me do just that. Simple, stress-free recipes come together in just six steps and are ready in about 30 minutes or less. You can choose between 17 recipes that change every week and swap proteins and sides to your liking, so you can switch up dinner routines however you want. Every plate helps me experience more of my favorite things in life by saving me time and money, which means more money towards vacations, concerts, the list goes on. You can choose from classic plate, veggie plate, family plate, and easy plate preferences to serve up crowd-pleasing meals night after night. Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SELFIE179. Again, that's $1.79 per meal at everyplate.com with the code SELFIE179. Hey everyone, I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and a psychotherapist. And I'm Rue Powell, an admitted workaholic and self-care Luddite. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about women learning to take better care of themselves. We think self-care is important, but it can simultaneously be elusive. We don't lack information about it, but we don't always quite get there. So this podcast is dedicated to exploring different aspects of self-care, from the silly to the serious. We're looking at health, relationships, beauty, periods, and maybe a touch of the random. We also want to look at the hurdles we face that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. To submit questions to me or Rue, or to Claire, our beauty expert, or BJ, our resident therapist, join us in our private forum by searching Selfie Podcast Community on Facebook. Hey guys, well today we are talking about metabolism, how um, your metabolism interplays with your hormones and how to get it under control. We're going to be chatting with Lacey Dunn about that. Um, And then BJ and I are going to answer a question that many of you asked about, which is, how do you talk to your kids about sex? But first, I'm going to do a self-care check-in with Rue. Rue, how are you doing? Good. Kristen, how are you? How is your self-care going? It's going pretty good. I have actually been instituting something I am calling intentional downtime. Now, I think that this is a thing that is second nature to a lot of the population. I think a lot of people feel fine about having downtime. They enjoy themselves. They'll throw themselves into a TV show or a book. I have always been a person, and this is, you know, a part of my personality. I'm that Enneagram 3. I'm type A. I struggle with allowing myself to have downtime where I'm not trying to multitask with something. Mm. So if I'm watching TV, I often have my laptop open and I'm just kind of like clearing out my inbox, you know, or if I'm listening to a book, I'm also just going to clean the pantry out. You know, I really struggle with just intentional, restful downtime, but I heard someone talking about the fact that when you don't give yourself intentional downtime and specifically 
when you feel guilt while you're relaxing, that is not actually restorative. And that really, that resonated. I'm like, it's so true. Like, when I'm not actually relaxing, I'm never, you know, I'm never filling my well, I'm never getting that restoration that I need. So I have been trying to practice, which I know, again, some people will be like, oh, wow, you're watching a TV show without doing something else. How novel. But it's a big deal for me. <laughs> no, no, I get that. I think we're so used to doing stuff that, yeah. I don't know, like I'm sitting here watching the big screen with a little screen in my hand. And yes, also a, right? A tinier screen on my wrist. It's, mm-hmm. it's, there's just so much. So t- what are you doing for this intentional downtime? downtime? Well, <clears throat> I mean, one of one of it is just allowing myself to watch television without doing something else. That is a big one for me. I don't watch a ton of TV, but I do enjoy watching, you know, like 30 to 30 minutes to an hour of TV at the end of the day. And just like, that's all I'm doing. Everything else is put away. And then it is, it's like to listen to a book and just, or read a book and just lay there and just do that only. Mm-hmm. Instead of feeling like, oh, I'll listen to my book while I you know, fill in the blank with some domestic task. Right. And I think that pairing when you have to do a task is a good thing. Yeah. But when you're doing some intentional, like when you want to have downtime where mm-hmm. you are, you know, it's it's restorative. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Where I'm so, not tasking my brain with any other thing. You know, I'm not needing to sort. I'm not needing to read. I'm just focused on, you know, something else, some escapism. So w- one, how is that going? And two, do you have to fight the urge to, you know, the the thought that, oh, I could be more productive right now if I just... Yes. And so I, that's why I'm calling it intentional downtime. And so I will even say to myself, I'm going to have some intentional downtime right now. Because what, I'll, what I will also do, this is another one, um, like TikTok, for example. I enjoy TikTok. I know mm-hmm. we both do. I, I actually, I find it entertaining. I find it light. I find it really fun. But I will usually look at TikTok in stolen moments, like in between something. I'm never intentionally telling myself, I'm going to look at TikTok right now. You know what I mean? Right, right. And so it's just changing that to, okay, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to give myself 20 minutes where I just lay down and I watch TikTok on purpose. And then I'll be done. I love the idea of purposeful TikTok. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I know that I know that, that is not, you know, not rocket science for a lot of people. But for me, it's a big deal to say I'm choosing this and I'm not going to feel bad about it because I'm choosing it. And then I'll be done when I'm yeah. done with it. No, good. That That is, I think... I think especially for people who are, you know, achievers or have really crazy schedules like you do and have a lot of work going on and work for themselves, that is especially hard to do. So yeah, gold stars for you for doing that. Thank you. How about you? So, you know, I am – I was was gentle with myself last week. So last week's goal was just, you know, wake up early – try to get some steps in, try to get some, um, you know, intentional movement. And I ended up talking with my therapist who suggested, because I told her now next week is go back to the gym because I am vaccinated. I'll still wear a mask. This gym is that I'm going to is super well ventilated. You know, I can, I can go to the gym. And she said, you know, when you think about all the stuff that I deal with at times, um, I have to keep in mind that sometimes, you know, while exercise is a really good release, sometimes it can cause stress. And I I thought about that for a second. And she said, for example, CrossFit, you know, it can – when you're when you're doing something that really hypes you up, sometimes it raises your cortisol levels or it can actually make you more anxious. And there are – and I I totally get that, especially if you're the kind of person that gets anxious going to the gym or if you're the kind of person that gets anxious – going to a group exercise class. Mm -hmm. So she suggested, she said, what about for the first couple of weeks, you do something really gentle? You could walk. You could even run. But sometimes running fast makes you feel like you're running away from something. Totally. You know, and and she's just um, just talking. We we had been talking about just being extra gentle with ourselves, and I really like her. So I thought that was really interesting because – Yes, I definitely feel an adrenaline rush if I'm lifting weights, but I don't know that 
I don't know that it's the most relaxing. Like I don't I don't walk away feeling relaxed. I walk away definitely feeling accomplished, but sometimes like, you know, it is a little heart racy. It is a little I don't know. Yeah. yeah Does that yeah. make sense? No, totally. Yeah. I mean, I I do think I do think that exercise can be both. It can be stressful and it can also be, you know, I, I mean, I've definitely taken exercise classes where it feels almost traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> being there, you know. Yeah, I took a, a rowing class once and it was in, I guess it was like, like a soul cycle, but for rowing. And there was just a lot of yelling. And then yeah. it was dark, but there was, you know, music that I didn't like. And then flashing lights, which was just a sensory nightmare. Totally. And then you also in the middle of rowing, they they you they see how fast you're rowing and then they yell at you if you're not rowing oh, fast gosh. enough. No. Like this is not this is not this is not for me. Yes. No. Did I did I have a crazy good workout just now? Yes. Do I also want to to curl up into a ball and have mm-hmm. someone pat my head for an mm-hmm. hour? Totally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's funny. Well, what do you have for two thumbs up this week? Okay, I have one thing that is not very exciting, but I know that you when you and I do these when we and I record these podcasts, I am offer I'm often inspired to think about eating a vegetable or yeah. finding a vitamin. So I um, sometimes have a hard time relaxing at night, winding down. I've used like the melatonin patches on my ankles before. I've been taking – I'm going to say this wrong. This is like the hyaluronic acid for totally. you, but it's for me. Theanine? Yes. Thea- L-theanine. 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 Yes. So it's supposed to be good for sleep and it's uh-huh. supposed to be relaxing. And I just take a little bit, 100 milligrams – you know, an hour before bed as I'm doing my wind down. Um, and I, this is also in an attempt to get my jaw to relax because I've been grinding my teeth and having jaw issues and I don't want to take Valium every night. So no. I've been, you know, using the ice roller. I've been relaxing before bed. I will do like a little heat and then a little ice. And now I do 100 milligrams of theanine. And this feels – I feel like I'm moving in the right direction. Nice. I, I'm surprised I have not tried that one yet because I do struggle with insomnia so much and I keep hearing about it and I haven't tried it. So I think I might, I think I might need to try this one too. Well, you are very much a gummy person and I think there's a gummy that has it that in it, but also uh, it's berry flavored and I don't like gummies that are berry flavored. So I'm just being oh. a baby about it. If it was citrus. So for example, if you and I were to share a bag of Skittles, I would only want orange and yellow. <gasps> really? What about yes. the green? Green is citrus adjacent. No, no, green. It's green apple. Is it green apple? I thought it, it was used lime. years ago, right. like a decade ago. It was lime. So yeah. orange and yellow. I don't touch. I don't mess with red or purple. Um, same goes for Starbucks. A Starbucks Starburst. I only do <gasps> orange and yellow. You're the person. I'm always like, who likes the orange and yellow? It's you. Sour Patch Kids, orange, yellow, green. Okay, Take well, we would be perfect sharing partners for candy. Well, I'm glad for we a movie. This. Yes. yes. <laughs> so anyway, there's also there's a I'll I'll link to it, but there's one that is like a berry gummy that is supposed to be good before sleep. I think it's by Ollie, which is like a of a, a vitamin brand. So, um, yes, theanine. I've been doing that. It's not like a cute package, unfortunately. It's just super basic <laughs> a supplement. Nice. Um, the second thing is beautiful packaging. And I'm probably going to say this wrong too, but it's that brand called Way, O U A I. I don't know how you say it. I, I think it's Way. I really like the brand, but yeah, I think you might be right. I think so. I, I they probably have it on their website. Um, someone can correct us if we're wrong. But they have, you know, I don't. So we've talked about this. I buy cheap shampoo and cheap can. Candid- cheap conditioner Mm -hmm. and then the hair treatment i spent a little bit more on yes so this hair oil yeah is really nice so um i just pump some into my hand and then i run it through dry hair or wet hair and it just it smells good it feels nice and it just makes it i don't know shinier healthier looking less wild on days that it's wild so very much recommend and then i had uh, a couple friends borrowed it they, they just tried it because I had it lying around. And they also liked it, and they had much different hair than I do. So mine's pretty coarse. Theirs is a bit, you know, um, like straighter and mm-hmm. thinner. And they also liked it. So it feels like it's universal. Perhaps perhaps it's universally liked. I have heard really good things about their hair oil. I have, I've tried some other products of theirs, but not that one, and I need to. I'm going to try that one. 
Um, so how about you? What's on your two thumbs up this week? Okay. Mine are both food related. Yum. Yum. <laughs> okay. First of all, I got, I got this new cocktail kit that I am obsessed with and I had some girlfriends over and, um, they were obsessed with it as well. It's from, um, Pink House Alchemy and they make like cocktail kits. And Yum. this one is called their bees knees, like bees have knees cocktail kit. Um, and it comes with a lavender symbol syrup, which is so freaking good. Um, we, at my girlfriend's get together, we were putting it into Prosecco. So we were making like lavender <laughs> Proseccos. And then it comes with a little honeysuckle um, bitter. But then it comes with um, this lavender and bee pollen rimming sugar that you Whoa. can put on the glass that is like out of this world good i love lavender um but oh my gosh it's it's so good and to me there's just something about lavender that that makes a drink feel very fancy you know oh for sure like you can have a gin and tonic but if it's a lavender gin and tonic it's fancy (laughs) i've never had a lavender gin and tonic but maybe i'll so so okay so you will Put the sugar on a, on a glass mm-hmm. and then mix a drink. Like and you'll then just whatever do- drink you're gonna do, you just put a little lavender simple syrup into it. Like it's good with everything. It's so good. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I've done it with gin and tonic. I've done it with um, like a mule, and then I've done it like I said with prosecco, which was really yummy. Yeah, well, gin and tonic is very much my drink, so I will have to I'll have to look into this, especially because I don't know, it's summer and it seems like a nice thing to do in the summer. Yes. Um is make your uh do a DIY, a DIY cocktail, especially because right now like bars are packed and airline prices are high. So, I might be staying home more not because I don't want to go out, but because everyone else is out. Yeah. Totally. Um, And then my second one is, um, it is a a company called African Dream Foods. Now, surprisingly, they are local to me, um, but it is um, some guys from South Africa and they make incredible African seasonings. And my two favorites, um, but you can order them to anywhere. They have a smoke seasoning. Have you ever had like a smoke seasoning where you just add it and it makes things smoky? I'm obsessed. I love it. Um, so that one's kind of like a salt. And then they have a braai barbecue sauce that is so good. They also have some really spicy sauces that Jafter really likes. I'm kind of a wimp. But it, it's a nice, if you were looking for like a Father's Day gift or something to give to a foodie, um, mm. it's a really great company and, and it's all really healthy. It's made. They have like fermented sauces. Um, it's in cute packaging. Yeah, I like it a lot. So when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones, and they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So with two girls learning how to shave their legs right now, I am committed to making sure that they have good quality razors. Guys, I was probably well into my 30s before I realized the difference a quality razor makes. Today's sponsor is Athena Club. They have great razor kits that we have been using in our house for a couple months. The razor blades are awesome. They are surrounded by this water-activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid, so you get a silky smooth shave that actually leaves your skin soft and hydrated as opposed to stripped dry. And their blades are spaced out to let hair and shave cream pass through easily so you don't have to make a ton of passes going over and over the skin to remove the hair. Fewer passes means less irritation to your skin, which cuts down on razor burn and ingrown hairs. The razor kit is only $9 with free shipping and it comes with two blade cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the coral, but what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white pastel neon. So if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their cloud shave foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's 
really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club Razor Kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. We've talked a lot about skincare on the show and specifically tretinoin. If you're not familiar, it's a retinoid, which is an active vitamin A derivative that's used to improve the texture, tone, and appearance of the skin. Today's sponsor, Dear Brightly, has a product called Night Shift, and tretinoin is the active ingredient in Night Shift. This is the only FDA-approved retinoid for treating photoaging, which is premature skin aging due to long-term sun exposure. Tretinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone, and big pores. Tretinoin can only be acquired through a prescription, but it's 20 times more potent than the -the over-the-counter retinol products. It's one of the most well-researched ingredients with over 50 years of research behind it for both acne and photoaging. I had a chance to try Night Shift, and I'm really liking it. I have the unfortunate experience of having both breakouts and wrinkles at the same time, and it's great for both. I have seen my fine lines decreasing, I've seen my skin tone looking better, and it feels really nice. If you've used an over-the-counter retinol before, you know it's really great, but a dermatology-grade retinoid is even better. Night Shift is their dermatologist-formulated serum that's tailored to your skin by doctors online. Dear Brightly works by you first of all starting by sharing your skin story with them, then a doctor evaluates your skin and your skin history. They then tailor your formula and write a prescription, if applicable, and your tailored serum will be delivered to you in the mail. It's super simple and easy. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer anywhere. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com. Now a word from one of our sponsors. It's a great time to make health and wellness a priority again. Care of makes it easy to upgrade your health routine, whether you're looking for energy, better sleep, or just coping with stress. Care of's online quiz lets you know exactly what you need in the way of vitamins. You answer easy questions like, how much sleep are you getting? Are you looking for more energy? Do you need something to help support weight management? It's a very personalized quiz to help you with your own customized science-backed recommendations for daily vitamins. It can be really hard to know what vitamins and supplements you should be taking, but Care of makes it very easy. What I really love about Care of is that they deliver the vitamins and supplement packs in a customized box right to your door every month. The packaging is super cute. You have a packet that you take every single day. I've been using it for several months and it truly has helped me up my game. If you'd like to try it, take 50% off your first Care of order by going to takecareof.com and enter the code SELFIE50. That's takecareof.com and the code SELFIE50. All right, well, next up, we're going to be chatting with Lacey Dunn. She is the author of the book, The Women's Guide to Hormonal Harmony, How to Rebalance Your Hormones, Master Your Metabolism, and Become the Boss of Your Own Body. Lacey, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Well, I am too, because I feel like this is a topic that we are talking about a lot in the selfie community, Um, this sort of confusing marriage between hormones and metabolism. And a lot of us are in our 30s and 40s and 50s and watching our metabolism kind of tank. (laughs) So talk to me, You've, you've, you've mentioned that hormones are like a symphony, and that if it's out of balance, it can ruin the entire performance. Talk to me about that. Yes. So our hormones are a beautiful interconnective web that do a variety of things from ruling our overall metabolism, helping with neurotransmitters. And when it comes down to when we get older, our hormones do this weird thing to where they go on a roller coaster and then all of a sudden they plummet down. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful symphony gets disrupted. So I'm sure your listeners have maybe heard of estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, but these are our main three sex hormones that we have as women. And we want a beautiful balance of it. When we have too little progesterone in relation to estrogen, then we can have what's called estrogen dominance. And this can result in things like weight gain, fatigue, heavy periods, 
painful periods. And then, of course, we can have issues when it comes down to our overall quality of life, so looking at our mood as well. So what we want is we want a beautiful balance, kind of like a teeter-totter. And if we don't have that teeter-totter, our body says, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And we can have those symptoms flare up. And then, of course, the weight gain. Yeah. And and, I mean, speaking of that weight gain, talk to me about how the hormones play into our metabolism and then our weight. So one of my favorite hormones is actually estrogen. And the reason I bring this up is because estrogen gets such a bad rap for causing weight gain, as I'm Mm. sure you have heard. I have heard that. Estrogen is actually one of our favorite hormones for helping with insulin sensitivity. So what it does is it helps us to utilize the glucose from the carbohydrates that we eat to use that as fuel and not readily stored as body fat. And the reason I bring this up is because when we don't have that estrogen, say we're going through perimenopause and then entering those menopausal years, or maybe we're super stressed out and our body is downregulating its own sex hormone production as a safety mechanism, because that's what it is. We don't have the estrogen that we need that helps with bringing that glucose in for fuel. And what happens is that predisposes us for instead of using that glucose to be brought into the cell to be used for energy, that glucose goes into the fat cell and then we gain weight. And it prevents us from being able to be the master of our own metabolism, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where a lot of women, as they get older, not only do they not use carbs for fuel as better uh, as as well, but they gain that weight because they're not able to use those carbohydrates. And also their metabolism slows down as well, because Mm -hmm. then we have alterations with that as well with our thyroid hormone. Mm. So there's even more hormones to add to this mix. Yes, yes. And so, you know, what advice do you have for those of us who are listening and going, okay, this is happening to me. I think I'm in this, I'm in this uh, state. The first question I like to ask is, where are you at age-wise? Is this something you can even touch? Because when it comes down to perimenopause and menopause, you know, as we get older and we, we lose the functioning of our ovaries, you know, we're only built to have a certain amount in our body. So we can't control that estrogen that's being produced once we've entered in the perimenopausal and the menopausal years, but we can control the estrogen if we're before that. And we can control and make sure that we're doing diet and lifestyle strategies that we need in order to create that. So for your listeners, what is the main age range for them? Um, Well, we're kind of all over the place, but I would say 30 to 50. 30 to 50 awesome, powerful women. Okay. So that means for you women specifically, you want to focus on one, diet. This means getting a good amount of anti-inflammatory fats that really help with the creation of your hormones, especially things like cholesterol. Cholesterol gets a bad rap for, you know, causing heart disease, but actually cholesterol makes your hormones. So you want a good amount of healthy cholesterol. Things like healthy organic sources of fats, like coconut milks, coconut yogurts, eggs, awesome source of saturated fat and cholesterol. And then you want to focus on those healthy anti-inflammatory fats Good with have a lot amount of omega-3s and omega-6s. So I like to think of nuts, seeds. I love chia seeds, flax seeds, um, anything that is an avocado or olive oil, avocado oil, you name it. So focus on those. Then focus on the polyphenols and the antioxidants in your diet. And basically, those are crazy words for eat your fruits and vegetables. <laughs> no, not only will that help make sure that you're getting a wide variety of macro, uh, micronutrients, but also fiber. And fiber helps to detoxify not only exogenous estrogens and environmental toxins, but it helps to make sure that what you're recirculating in your body is not causing that estrogen dominant state. So fiber and pooping is your very best (laughs) friend to make sure that happens. Absolutely. I know that a lot of us have, you know, maybe discussed with our doctor some frustrations about, you know, weight gain despite our best efforts. And many of us, myself included, have been told, well, it's just calories in, calories out. Is that accurate? No. Calories matter. Don't get me wrong. But Mm -hmm. what matters is the balance between how our hormones help us to utilize those calories. So the calories matter, but how your hormones are altering your overall energy expenditure and your basal metabolic rate is what helps you to be able to utilize those calories and depict what that calorie intake does to your body. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So it's, you know, if I'm just eating low calorie, unhealthy foods, that's not really going to help me much. Right, right. Because your body's going to say, hey, girl, (laughs) I'm not eating well. And this is inflammation. Yeah. And what this inflammation does is it tells your body, hey, this is probably not the best time to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but it can increase what's called cortisol in our body. And if we have too much cortisol, Mm -hmm. then that can make us to gain weight. And too much cortisol over time then leads down to the low cortisol. So there's so many things that can happen in our body. It's kind of like this highway. And we don't want all this inflammation to cause the highway to get Mm -hmm. all jumbled up and nobody can get anywhere. Because then you don't have energy. You're fatigued. You're gaining weight. You're not feeling like your very best self. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And then tell me how the thyroid plays into all of this. So our thyroid is a butterfly-shaped gland just below our larynx, so basically at the Adam's apple of our neck. And it is the master of our metabolism. Just like when we grow up, we think – the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. Well, the thyroid is the powerhouse of your entire body. And you need adequate thyroid hormone for every single cell to do its job. Mm -hmm. So thyroid talks to our pituitary, talks to our ovaries, talks to every single part of our body, telling us to either upregulate or downregulate metabolic activity. So if we have what's called hypothyroidism, then we do not have enough thyroid hormone in order to do every single metabolic process in our body. And what happens is that downregulates our overall metabolism, causes us to feel sluggish, of course, hair loss, fatigue, dry skin, causes us to gain weight. And this is because the body's saying, you know, there's some tiger running at me. There's some zombie apocalypse. And so it downregulates everything and right. then it downregulates your BMR and you can gain weight. And on the other hand, you know, hyper hyperthyroidism, you've got too much thyroid hormone. And then that's when people have trouble keeping weight on. Mm. And they lose weight because their body is like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, on hyperspeed. And they have too much thyroid hormone. Their metabolism is up revving too much. It's like putting way too much gasoline mm-hmm. into the car. That's the way I like to think of it. Too little or too much gas. Now, how do we want to make sure our thyroid is in good working order? What, you know, what are the ways that we can, you know, kind of do an oil change on our thyroid? I love that. Love that analogy. So your best friend, first and foremost, is focus on stress support. And this goes for your hormones as well, because stress is the demon. Cortisol dysregulation is the demon to all of your health issues. You want to make sure that your body doesn't say, oh God, there's this zombie apocalypse. There's this tiger running in me or outside of me because mm-hmm. it will adjust mm-hmm. and downregulate your thyroid hormone, your sex hormones and cause that imbalance. So focus on stress support. Make sure you every single day you have something, whether it's five to 10 minutes a day, that's going to help you to relax and put you in what's called a parasympathetic state. Mm -hmm. So that means rest and digest. So that's like journaling, Mm -hmm. going on walks in nature, playing with your pets. Um, And then also I absolutely say focus on your circadian rhythm. This is something that a lot of people don't think of. But when we wake up in the morning, light hits our eyeballs, that activates our hippocampus and creates what's called a cortisol awakening response. And that's that's the tone for the rest of the day mm-hmm. for our blood sugar, our immune system, our hormones, you name it. So getting into light as soon as you wake up in the morning, if you can go on a walk, that's even better. And then in the evening time, block that blue light. Mm-hmm. Prevent those electronics from being in your, to your eyeballs and keeping you wired. Those things will help with your circadian rhythm, your stress levels. Balance your blood sugar. This is super important when it comes down to every aspect in your body from how you utilize the fuel that you eat all the way down to anxiety. If we don't properly balance our blood sugar, that's spelling a recipe of disaster to our entire system. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you're not skipping meals. Balance your blood sugar by having steady, consistent meals throughout the day and having what's called smart snacks. So make sure every snack that you have has at least two components of what are called macronutrients. So we have fat, protein, and carbohydrates that make up the foods that we eat. So pair two of these. So don't just have potato chips. Don't just have some fruit. Pair that fruit. Do a banana and some peanut butter. Mm -hmm. Or have some pretzels and an ounce of nuts. 
balance that blood sugar. That will help with cortisol, with your hormones, your energy, and your anxiety. That way you won't be hangry either. Yeah. Yeah. It is amazing how stress, you know, not just physical stress, which we can put on our body, but emotional stress can really affect all of this, like literally every system of the body. And the body doesn't know what stress is stress. It just says, mm-hmm. oh, God, there's a tiger running at me. And whether that's mm-hmm. external or internal, mm-hmm. it will react the same exact way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think it's it's no surprise that as we've all kind of lived through a pandemic and had a lot of external stress, that a lot of us are finding our body systems are out of whack. And our body's doing the right thing. A lot of people are like, oh, my body hates me. No, your body's doing the right thing. Those symptoms, Mm. that's a fire alarm. The fire alarm's going off. And that's the same when you have period problems. Mm -hmm. The fire alarm is going off telling you, hey, I need help. There is something wrong. So if you honor that and you keep digging and you find the source of that fire, then you can tackle your health and take it back. Mm, That's really good. If we're concerned that we have hormonal issues or that our hormones are in balance, where do we go to verify? Where do we go to have that checked out? The most important thing is recognizing that you are the master of your own body. And unfortunately, sometimes different doctors will say, okay, just lose weight. Or, oh, you're just tired. Do not let a doctor dismiss you. That's called medical gaslighting. And it's Mm. very important to not let somebody do that to you. So you have the capability to do lab testing on your own if your doctor refuses, because many do. But I do suggest getting lab work done. Doing mm-hmm. something like a full thyroid panel. Mm-hmm. You're looking at TSH, free T4, free T3, TPO, and TGAB antibodies. I know this is a lot, you guys. Estradiol, <laughs> progesterone, free testosterone. Those are just a baseline. There's so mm-hmm. much more you can check. But I highly suggest if you are questioning, if you have a hormone imbalance, Get lab work done or do what's called a Dutch test, and that stands for dried urine hormone testing. And that can tell you not only how you're making your hormones, but how they're metabolizing through your body. And it also will check for your cortisol levels. So it's very fascinating stuff. But be willing to do the testing. If you expect Mm -hmm. something's going wrong, be willing to do the testing after you've assessed what your diet, your lifestyle, your stress levels look like, your blood sugar management. And then one more thing that I did not mention, and this is important for Every single human, look at those endocrine disruptors. And that means slathering on the lotions, the creams, the fragrances, what you're cooking with, like nonstick cookware, Mm. drinking out of plastics, all these things are damaging to our hormones and our thyroid because just like they're called endocrine disruptors, they disrupt our endocrines. They Mm -hmm. disrupt our hormones. So making sure that we're looking at the full picture and doing everything that we can, diet, lifestyle, mental, emotional, spiritual health, all these things will help us to be the boss of our own bodies and to tackle our health. That's so good. And I know you, you know, you're giving a lot of details that might feel overwhelming. I know that you break all of this down in your book. Where can people find your book? Yeah, my book, The Women's Guide to Hormonal Harmony, is on Amazon right now, as well as Barnes Noble and Target and apparently even Walmart. So awesome. if you want to get it, definitely grab your copy, share it with your family, your friends. I'm going to say right now it is going to be overwhelming for people. My goal with that book was to give you the tools, the knowledge, and the confidence mm-hmm. to be able to be the master for the rest of your life. So as I say in my book, I do not apologize for the vast (laughs) amount of knowledge you will get from it. That's good. That's good. Well, we will also link it up in our show notes as well for anyone interested. Lacey, thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you so much, Kristen. You're just a true gem. with BJ Hickman, our resident therapist. Um, Hey, BJ. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I'm good. So this is a question that we got a number of variations of, which is, how do we talk to our kids about sex? We had people asking about how we reframe that conversation for people who were raised in purity culture and, you know, want to present a different way of talking to kids about sex. And we got a lot of questions about talking to kids about porn. Uh, It's a very fraught um, topic and one that a lot of people are struggling with. Yeah. Um, So I will – I have four teenagers right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 
I have three teens and a 12-year-old. But you know what's funny? I don't know if you found this to be true. I feel like the youngest kid, they just end up knowing as much as the older ones. Yeah. Like, I see that happening with my granddaughters. Like, I mean, they pick up so much. And yeah. They have the benefit of kind of living vicariously through their siblings. Yeah. Like my 12-year-old knows as much as the rest of the kids. Yeah, they're overhearing the things that you're having to do to parent those kids. Yeah. my I remember my nephew has twins, and I remember when they were little, he realized how often they learned from each other. If one got in trouble, then the other was observing what happened and was more likely to not make that same mistake. Yeah. And so I think it would be the same thing with your kids, and your, especially with Karis. She's just going to pick it yeah. all up. I think so, too. Yeah. Well, my first big piece of advice for talking to kids about sex is it needs to be an ongoing conversation, like a constant conversation. Mm -hmm. It cannot be one talk. And I think the best thing that we can do as adults is swallow down our own discomfort around the topic. And if you have to fake it until you make it, right? Like Mm -hmm. you might be sweating internally (laughs) and cringing (laughs) and dying, but you need to come off as breezy and approachable on the topic of sex. Yeah. And that it is a conversation that happens constantly. I mean, I'll give you an example. We've been watching The Office this week. There was an episode Mm. where everybody was hooking up in a hotel room. Like they were, I think, on a work trip, right? And everyone, Mm -hmm. you know, was hooking up. And I took the time to talk to my kids about like, hey, I just want to point out that You know, when you're watching television shows, sex is a a dramatic and funny topic. And so sex is thrown in more than would be probably typically happening in life. Like, Mm. I've been to lots of business conferences and people aren't like having random sex with strangers. Now, some people do, you know, Mm -hmm. this isn't shaming, but just reminding them what you're watching on TV is Everything is amped up a little bit, yeah, right? exaggerated view. Everything is very exaggerated, right? Mm-hmm. So don't think that this is when you go out into the world, that this is what happens all the time, that everyone is just having one night stands, you know, and people do, but yep. they may or may not. Or we just, my kids just got the vaccine. Mm-hmm. We were in Target. We're waiting um, for them to be able to leave after their 15 minutes and we're right by the condom aisle. Well, hey, (laughs) let's talk about condoms. Let's talk about how like, there they are. And you can buy them. You don't have Mm -hmm. to ask the pharmacist for them. You don't have to ask for permission. There's no age range. Anytime that you want to have sex, you can walk into a Target and buy condoms for yourself. So, you know, again, that's just taking organic moments to always be having the conversation. And the more you talk about it, the more you'll be comfortable talking about it. Yeah. But I think it just, it it has to be ongoing. How young did you start talking about it with your kids? Very young. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted my kids to hear it from me and not their peers. And I'll say this for parents listening, they're hearing about it younger than you think, way younger than you think. If you have a 10-year-old and you haven't talked about porn yet, you're late. You're way behind. Mm-hmm. Late. Um, Especially as much access as kids have to devices yeah. where they can access it so easily. Absolutely. And, but even without that, they're encountering people who are and the conversations oh, yeah. are happening at school. And yeah, they, are, they are. It's starting really, really young. Let me tell you, I and we're going to talk about this in another episode, just the whole internet thing. My sixth grader. Um, is in a group chat with everyone in the sixth grade that has a phone, you know, lots of children. Um, A kid just shared a full on link to a porn site Mm. with that entire group of kids. So 11 and 12 year olds, that's happening. So, you know, these conversations need to be happening early. And those internet filters need to be put on early to think that you're going to have a con we are going to talk about this in a future episode, but to think that you can have a conversation with your kid about porn and trust them. Yeah. 
is misguided. They're curious. Of course they're curious. And that's an easy way for them to get into their curiosity. And Of course. I would I have absolutely really... looked at porn when I was oh, a young yeah. kid. I was looking yeah. up words in the encyclopedia because that's what I had. Because I was curious. Mm-hmm. I was so curious. I was looking up every bad word I heard in the encyclopedia for information. Yep. I know yep. I would have stumbled on porn so young if I'd had yeah. access to it. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you do, Kristen? to address it from the perspective for for these parents who are struggling with having been raised in a purity culture and sex is always talked about as a moral issue. Yes. What have you done differently? It's difficult because, you know, I'm trying to avoid shame, but Mm -hmm. I'm also trying to present like an ideal. And so, you know, I tell my kids like, hey, I'd prefer if you waited until you're in a serious Mm -hmm. relationship. I would prefer that you delay sex. But I also understand you might not. And so you have to kind of take that both and approach. Like in an ideal world, you're not having sex until you're a grown-up who lives in your own house. And I'll even – I talk so frankly with my kids. I mean, I'll talk about like, hey, guys, like if you have sex before you have your own apartment, like where do you think that's going to happen? In a car? Like is that how you imagine your sex life? Like, you know, in in the bushes, in some hidden place, like sneaking in and out of people's rooms with parents home? Like is that what you want your sex life to look like, you know? Right. Like you don't want to be having sex until you have your own bed in your own house. And is that the memory you want to create for your partner? Totally. Now, um, are they listening to me? I don't know. But, knows? you know, I'm just – I'm throwing it out there. Well, that's what we do. We yeah. throw as much out there as we can and hope that something sticks. And and even the things that stick often will be forgotten in a moment of passion yes. that even adults find themselves unable to always navigate well. Yeah. And when – you know, I think what's really important – that we have to remember too is the emotional aspect of it and preparing them for the reality that there is an emotional aspect to sex that you may not be feeling something, but your partner may, and you've got to be constantly in care of the person that you're engaging in this with, or they may be more um, experienced at this than you are. And they're trying to pull you along and you're not quite ready, even if you're the guy and are you considering, are you abandoning something? Are you betraying yourself in some way? Uh-huh. Are you doing it under pressure? Um, and are you choosing it? Are you literally choosing every part of it, where it happens, how it happens, uh-huh. how much care you give the person and yourself and the narrative that you walk away with about the relationship once you've engaged in this way? Was the relationship ready for this or yeah. did you just give into a feeling? Yep. And all of those things as well. And I think all of that can be done without having to bring in any kind of moral shaming directive, but just literally the both and. I did, you know, I did the same thing with my kids. I just remember at a, at a point with my daughter being able to say, I can't go on every date with you. I, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not up to me to decide this is your body. You get to decide. I just want to know that you are ready. Yeah. When you make that decision and every way, not just emotionally, but how to use a condom in case he doesn't, yep. you know, I'm not raising my grandchildren. So you might need to go on the pill or yep. really make sure that you are prepared for the decisions you're making because there may be consequences and I'm not going to rescue you from the consequences. So I think these are the conversations that we start, not just about sex, but about everything so that we do that all along the way. Kids are are learning self-compassion, which is Uh a topic we're also going to talk about teaching our kids, but they're learning how to choose themselves, how to not abandon themselves for a moment. Kids who have some anxious attachment or um, other insecure attachment styles that are trying to get an emotional need met from this sexual encounter, Uh the importance of them understanding that they're not too young to learn that if they're old enough to have sex. Oh, I completely agree. We talk a lot about, you know, I jokingly call it sex goggles, but you know, it's, it's that Mm. concept of like, once you have sex, like your objectivity may slip a little bit, you know, absolutely, and you may feel more bonded to someone than you really are because Mm -hmm. of that physical connection. I think too, it's important 
to keep presenting sex in, from a sex positive lens, mm. which doesn't happen in purity culture. So, yes. you know, when I was growing up, it was don't have sex, sex is bad. But what I keep trying to present to my kids is sex is actually really good. And I actually want you to have really good sex. Mm-hmm. But you won't have good sex if you are doing it too early. You won't have good sex if you're doing it in ways that feel shaming for you. Porn is not going to lead to good sex. I talk to my kids about that all the time. Like, if you want to have good sex, you know, learning about it from pornography is not going to serve you well. Like, learn about sex from actual sexual experiences, not by assuming that this stuff you're watching on the internet is generalized to most women or men because it's yes. probably not. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that's another element, too, that's really important that we can talk about porn without it becoming a moral conversation as well. I think there yes. is enough about the deception of yes. what we view in porn that yeah. kids don't have the 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 bandwidth or the abilities, the cognitive development to even understand yes. the discrepancies between what's ex, what's a realistic expectation and an unrealistic one. Absolutely. Yeah. And porn is so distorting in that. Right. And I think that is important because, you know, porn is problematic for adults as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen couples like yeah. how much is porn brought up in the couples you see? It's brought yeah. up all the time for me. All yeah. the time. All the time. Um, it is it is very difficult in some marriages. And that's and this is not from a religious framework. No. Listen from a, an attachment framework. Yeah. It's crucial that we talk about it because so often the partner who is quote unquote addicted to porn isn't really. They're just, it's a way of soothing that anxious attachment yeah. of feeling like they're getting their needs met, of feeling like they're, they're enhancing their own skills in the bedroom um, or whatever it is. It's scratching an itch yeah. that's not, that's born out of an anxious attachment or an insecure attachment style. And it's coming into the bedroom or it's leaving the marriage and being acted out in other ways outside of the marriage. And that happens so much. And it always comes back to that, you know, what I, I refuse to call it love addiction because it, it's not love and it's not addiction. It's just this need for these ex- it's an external validation to meet an internal need yeah. that was born in your childhood. And you're never going to get that anywhere, not from a person outside of your marriage or a person inside your marriage. You're Mm -hmm. never going to get that from outside of yourself. And porn is often a facilitator of that, as well as cheating and other ways of acting out in your marriage. And so, or in your relationships, not just in marriage. And so it is important to be able to see it as not a moral issue, but a way that we kind of step outside of our own integrity to ourselves Yeah. To view things, to act in ways, trying to get a need met. And when we can teach our children how to be healthy in their view of sex and we can teach them how to be healthy in their pursuit of it and in that pursuit of a healthy sex life, as you described, I want you to enjoy it. I want you to have abundance in it. Mm -hmm. And when we can prepare them even psychologically around how they will find themselves wanting to act out in it, it can really change the narrative for how they go into it. Yeah, I totally agree. Hey, thank you for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us on Instagram at at Selfie Podcast and in the Selfie Podcast community group on Facebook. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so you can catch up with us next week. Take care. Take care.